Hi, this is Mark Woods, and I'm back with another Page One podcast. This week I have Dan Scanlon with me. Thanks for being here, Dan. How are you? Good. Um, we're going to talk about the what happened in a West Side parking lot, the gunfire, a stray bullet killing a seven-year-old girl while she waited with her father and two-year-old brother, um, fourth person killed, under 18 killed in Jacksonville this year, um, First, I kind of want to step back, and I, I, I like to let people know what you, what our reporters do. How how long have you been at the paper, Dan? Over thirty years. Just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. And Dan's done a little bit of everything, I think, from my being our car guy, known as that, to our crime, cars to crime, cars to crime with community news inside Triple C. Right. Yeah. Um, so these days, though, you you cover a lot of stories like this but this one i think it resonated with a lot of people so let's let's first explain what happened well first of all a little behind the scenes fact most reporters in the city uh, have access to what is called an ears report from the sheriff's office we get a text message from them that alert us to uh, some of the more serious crimes and when they're going to talk about them usually a few hours after they've gotten into it and established a perimeter and stuff like that. So Saturday night, I'm watching TV, and the phone buzzes, and I see uh, that there has been a shooting of a child. And I know this is not good. This is not what you want to see. And then comes another ears alert Mm -hmm. that says a chief is going to speak at 11 p.m. on this. And the first thing I said to my wife is, that child has died. You just Mm -hmm. know it in your gut. And sure enough, 11 o'clock, I turn on the news, and there it is. And this child has died. And uh, we have various versions of the story, uh, ear witness, eyewitness. But then on uh, Tuesday, uh, the sheriff holds a news conference to announce the arrests of a 17 and 19-year-old involved in the case. And he details what happened, that apparently there had been an arrangement with three guys uh, who had set up some kind of sales deal in one of the parking lots near this restaurant where the shooting occurred. And in the process, a robbery occurs and gunfire begins. And in the process of the gunfire, the innocent victims are the seven-year-old girl shot in the head, I believe. Um, They had just dropped off her mother at that store Mm -hmm. to go shopping around 6 p.m. And he's literally, the father is just literally pulling into a parking spot when the gunfire starts around them and the child dies and he takes her uh, a good Samaritan takes them down to an ER down the street and see there's my phone buzzing right now with probably an ears alert um, and and she's dead and mm-hmm. I have attended too many vigils in the past few years for children but last night's was extremely sad the father the mother brought forward with the minister the father's face in his hands mm-hmm. the mother trying to console him and realizing that this was a child in the wrong place at the wrong time doesn't make it any better or any worse. This is a child among, what, 70-some-odd now homicide victims this year in Jacksonville alone. And we have almost 100 traffic crash victims, which I also did a story on last week that appeared over the weekend. So what a tragedy on our streets to have this. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I covered the story we found out about uh, the uh, memorial the, the, on, on Monday, and I wrote an advance story on that. 
there were some Facebook uh, tributes being written. The family has been somewhat talkative about this, but they are immigrants. They, in fact, came here four years ago to escape the violence in their South American mm. country, and here violence finds their daughter. And it's just, this is what I go through. And, and uh, I do remember just looking at my wife and then yelling at the TV at 11 o'clock when the news conference confirmed my worst fears that this child was dead. Not yelling, just yelling in anger. Right. Um, so describe... So this is over on the west side. So you've been out there. You've been to the scene where it happened. Can you kind of describe what it looks like there? It's, it, a, it's a strip shopping center next to the IHOP, and okay. uh, there is a uh, there's a Mexican restaurant. There's a Mexican store uh, there, or or a Spanish food store that is there, and um, apparently very popular restaurant and popular shop that a lot of people go shopping at. And the the saddest part is that there is a huge amount. Of, of stuffed animals and flowers and candles there, and yet there's two bullet holes near mm-hmm. this memorial that's mm-hmm. been set up right there. Uh, there's spray-painted marks in the parking lot where apparently vehicles or people or shell casings were found. Um, the, the machinery of an investigation by police still remaining with stickers, in, in fact, on places where, uh, where some of the bullet holes were. It's just... Um, but it's just a it's just a strip mall. And last night, starting around six thirty, people started showing up. I counted over a hundred people there, probably closer to one hundred and fifty. A large amount of Hispanics. Uh, much of the initial ceremony uh, was done in Spanish. There was some translation being done by someone from the Justice Coalition, hmm. uh, and then Michael Laus, who's the head of the Justice Coalition, and also himself the victim of a crime. He came home to find his wife dead from a home invasion a few years ago, and that trial is still waiting to happen. Um, basically advising, pleading with everybody to, to, to send in tips, because what we have is a 17 and a 19-year-old arrested, but a third person um, who the sheriff intimated whose car the gunfire or some gunfire might have come from is still being sought, and the right. police are out there. And in fact, speaking about police, I, I was very pleased to see the whole homicide team who's been investigating this homicide was right there with the family, standing behind them and talking and just um, obviously caring hmm. that that uh, that these people were hurting. And also three members of the sheriff's office, um, a victims advocates uh, group, who were there, uh, who I'd seen many years, one of them, many years I've seen at news conferences, but I finally walked up and said, hi, how are you, and who are you? Hmm. Um, just nice to talk to these people. And just hear some things about about what life is like. In fact, that one of them is retiring soon, and this was his last. This is his last uh, major case. And and uh, I said to him, "I hope you get number three. Right. And and so the little girl's name is Heidi. Is that how it's pronounced? Or, um, or? it is Heidi Rivas Villanueva. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I want to make sure and use her name. You know, try and have people remember her. Um, so as you mentioned, the rest, the vigil. It, and you said you've covered a lot of these. I've been out to my fair share of these. Do you, do you feel like the communal response to this one could could be different? We've had some of those in the past, like Darshana Davis um, kind of jump-started the Jacksonville journey. Um, others have been news for a day or two and unfortunately disappeared. Do you, well, do you it, feel like this is – does this feel different to you, like this might be one of those – well, I, I, they're all different because they're all sad. We should never lump any of these together. These are all people who, for whatever reason or other, 
uh, all of these 70 or whatever this year who all died violently yeah. for some reason, whether it was domestic or they were involved in a crime or they were in the wrong place at the wrong time. We've had a number of drive-bys that have occurred. Uh, I just think to see, to feel, to hear the tears, the crying last night, uh, especially the cousin of this little girl who had gone up and knelt down to pray next to the memorial. And then when the minister started talking, he, he's holding a white balloon, just openly crying you know, uh, across from the minister, and and you're trying to keep yourself together and do your job as a journalist, but yet you want to pray. And then I'm even noticing there was a bucket for donations, and people would put money in the bucket, and then they'd stop. And I I have to assume they were praying Hmm. just a little prayer for this child. Hmm. And, And there was a little girl holding up a justice for Heidi's sign, and she couldn't have been more than four years old. Just... I don't know if she even understood what was going on, but she I could see from her face she knew this was a bad thing. Hmm. So, yeah, and I, I hope we don't forget. Uh, I hope they captured number three quick. Um, and then, you know, and number three actually has a criminal record. Uh, he actually was shot himself in that general vicinity a few years ago and then was charged with some other things once, uh, I guess, the investigation completed. So it almost seems like a never-ending circle. Right, and you put that... Uh I guess we might as well read those numbers that you gave, just in case people has any tips. Uh, they, you wrote it at the end of the, you had it included in the story that they can t- contact the sheriff's, sheriff's office at 904-630-0500 or email jsocrimetips at org, or they can uh, remain anonymous and receive possible reward of up to $3,000. Contact Crime Stoppers at 866-845-TIPS. And you know that we have an $11,000 reward offered for uh, evidence uh, and tips in this. And then the Florida Sheriff's Association kicked in another five grand specifically for number three suspect to be found. Hmm. So just uh, this is the job that, that, that we decide to do, some of us reporters, and we go out there and... and uh, I'm first response. You know, Eileen Kelly is out there in the courts when they get to the, the, the judge and jury side of things, and she sees even worse stuff hmm. because she sees the evidence uh, that's shown up on the screen. Um, but the rawness of being at a scene, even if you're a half block away, you, you can see, you see the tears, you see the family hugging. And last night to see this family just, I mean, just absolutely in tears. Yeah. I mean, I got my phone right yeah, here. Yeah, Dan has his phone. You can see right me. there. I mean, there they are. Wow. Husband and wife, surrounded by family. They're all wearing white T-shirts with a happy little photo of this girl in a dress. Uh, says R.I.P. Heidi and hashtag justice uh, for Heidi. Just. Right. You know. So it, no wonder I go and seek out pizza. Yeah, right. Well, just to kind of illustrate, you know, what you're job entails so just this week took us a while to get around to doing this because you've been as usual busy 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 Mm -hmm. um you've had the story of the woman murdered in the mcdonald's drive-thru um you've had an update today you were busy working on the rapper who was shot out at jack's beach the june 24th uh uh, shooting in, in jacksonville beach uh uh if you know where to look, you can find legitimate uh, places and, and the warrants, the arrest warrants for the two men who have been busted uh, for some background issues in this. Uh, now detail, and our story will detail what happened the night of the 23rd into early June 24th that ended up in, in, in Mr. Bennett's uh, shooting. 
And it's interesting. It was just a birthday celebration. And I'll just mm. leave it at that because uh, the story's not really done yet. Right. Um, and some confrontation going on. And uh, so who knows? But that's new information because we couldn't figure out why these two gentlemen, when they finally um, were found in Oahu, Hawaii, and then returned to Jacksonville, extradited back, had somewhat minor charges. This explains at least one witness's testimony version. Hmm. Okay. Well, you can read all of that and more as Dan will continue to update you on and this and whatever. Unfortunately, there's never a shortage of, it seems like, these kind of stories, but he'll uh, keep you up to date on those and then always sometimes has some interesting traffic updates and road construction, some things that are not the uh, dire... Well, it's on the road every Thursday. I do a traffic column, right. and I saw something on Sunday. Somebody who shouldn't have gone between cones on Atlantic Boulevard, who shouldn't have gone through into a construction area to use oh, a turn no. lane, and so it just resulted uh, in part of that column. So I, I saw you. You didn't see me. <laughs> I'm not going to name who or what I saw, but just other than um, if you do go between the traffic barrels at a construction site, uh, you risk an accident, a ticket a fine, and points on your license. I bet, I bet. <laughs> well, you, so yes, so you can go to, uh, obviously, the paper or jacksonville.com mm-hmm. to catch all that and look for Dan Scanlon's byline and, and face on that weekly column. Thank you. Thanks, Dan. Sure. Okay. <laughs>